Citizen Femme Production presents I Hope I Get It, the podcast. The show where we share all of our audition room stories. We talk about the good, the bad, and the oh my god, did that just happen. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of I Hope I Get It, the podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Stain. And this week my guest is Catherine Allison. Catherine is a Broadway performer, content creator, and recording artist. Her long-awaited debut solo album, Something Real, was released in February 2019. Since March of 2020, she's been working with Sing for Hope and Community League of the Heights, as well as performing in virtual concerts and plays supporting nonprofits around the country. Her Broadway credits include Wicked and Aladdin, and some of her TV and film recordings include Sis K's Our Offering, John Cameron Mitchell's Anthem Homunculus, Loveville High, Our Cartoon President Elementary, and Bachelorette. Catherine can currently be seen in a company on Broadway at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theatre. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about your various experiences in the audition room. Thank you so much for having me, Taryn. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. So um, the podcast, we speak about, uh, like I said, various experiences in the audition room. And I'm always like, let's just start at the beginning. So do you remember your first audition, like when you were done, like out of college, like that first post-college audition? Um... Man, what was it? I don't think I remember specifically what it was, but I do remember at the time, um, my friend Avery, who is now on the Hamilton tour, he was like, girl, we got to get out there and start auditioning. And I don't know. I think I was like bummed out. Like I had graduated and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm back home with my parents. I'm never going to perform again, which is not the case um and he was like okay we're gonna do it and you know what if we don't go we're gonna tell each other which auditions we're gonna go to and if we don't do it we have to pay each other fifty dollars which like we didn't have we just graduated college like us having fifty dollars is not a thing so we kind of like got each other kind of going like had an accountability so that I remember really vividly. And now as I'm remembering, I feel like maybe it was Matilda or something. I was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. First of all, I mean, I guess, yes, in like recollection, like there was a part for me in that show, but like, I just was not, I was not ready. I was not prepared. It, I, not good, not good. And I think it was in EPA. Yeah. Um, you know, when you said um, like that you're, you're just out of college and you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm back with my parents. Like, what is happening? I'm never going to work. I, I, it's like trauma for me. I was like, oh, my God, yes, I, I have been there. I think so many people have been there. Um, it's, that is so stressful. Like, because not everyone gets to walk out of college and into a job. Like, Maybe like 2% of your class get to do that. The rest of us are like, how can I hustle? What is the hustle, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, full transparency, right? Like I was very lucky. I ended up with like a great situation. I auditioned a lot my last semester of college. And so I did summer stock 
at New London Barn. I like wildly ended up at the Muni that summer, which was like crazy. And I did graduate with an agent. So like there was no way I should have left the summer being like, I'm never going to work. Like, but I don't know. I just was so depressed um, about what was coming next. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of people have that feeling when they leave college is like, wow, my life is about to begin and I have no idea how I'm going to do it at all. Yeah, absolutely. And also like when you leave college, you're like, I have to audition for everything because (laughs) I need to work. I have to prove to you that I have this, like I've got this beautiful BFA and it's framed and I need to prove to you that I am an actor. I am a working actor. And so I'm just going to audition for everything. Even if I, there's no role for me in that show, I'm just auditioning for everything. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. But sometimes, you know, it's like a trial and error, right? Like you go into things and you're like, okay, actually, maybe this wasn't the best choice, but it's okay, I put my best foot forward and I think I did good work. Or like, but it was a hit and miss. And that's okay, they're gonna forget about it and then we're gonna move on to the next one. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and there's a lesson, and you, you take the lesson on your journey forward. And that's, and that's all that matters is that, okay, I took a lesson. It's cool. <laughs> um, what for you has been the best, what, what's been for you the best experience that you've had in the audition room? Oh, man. Best experience. Honestly, um... I didn't get it, but auditioning for six was really fun. I had a really great time and um, just the creative team was super nice. The environment that they created in the room was really nice. The, the wonderful people that I auditioned with were super nice. Like everyone was just like, we're cheering each other on, you know, we're here for long hours and like, I I just had a really great time and it was such a positive experience and like leaving that and then watching the people get cast. I was like, I'm so proud. Like y'all did that. Um, and there's nothing better than like leaving an audition and like not feeling like, cause sometimes you leave and you're like, I'm so bummed. And I'm like, no, I left being like, I'm really happy for whoever gets this job because you're going to feel really taken care of. And like, I know you're going to slay it because everyone here is fire. You know, I, you know, I love, I love that. And I think it's so important and it definitely is not something that happens often, but it's to go into that room and to feel, to feel safe, to make creative choices in the room and to feel like, like you have value in that room. Even if it is only for five minutes, you feel like, like your skill set and your tools that you show or your skills that you show that it matters and that you you are being seen and that it almost feels like it is a collaborative effort so yeah you know it's so it, it is almost natural to feel like yes for the people that get it because you know that they're going into the rehearsal process and it's going to be supported it's going to be a sense of collaboration yeah yeah i definitely it was like one of those experiences where like you walk into the room and everyone like sets down their things and they're like we're going to experience you now Like, I didn't feel like I was, I don't know, like, there's some experiences that you walk and you're like, you've already cast this and thank you for seeing me, but I can tell that you're like, we're doing this to like, be curious. (laughs) 
Um, and like, it didn't feel like that. It's like, we're truly ready to like experience what you have to offer. And like, thank you for being in this space, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I think as a performer, that's so great. Cause what we do is it's, it's such a vulnerable art form. Cause we make ourselves so vulnerable to tell these stories. Um, so to have that feeling in the room is, is great. Definitely. Uh, so what has been, what's been the worst experience that you've had in the room? <laughs> Any worst experience that I've had has been because of me. <laughs> like, I have been, like, so horrible. And I'm, like, left being, like, that was horrid. I hope they never remember that experience. Um, and honestly, the ones that come to mind are, um like TV film auditions, like the first ones that I went back, like went in on, um, I was, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I was so nervous. And there's this camera like in your face and you're like, what is happening? I don't know the culture here. What, like, I just felt so unprepared on all fronts. Um, and everyone was super nice that I met, but I just was like, I, I flunked all of these. I, I was like forgetting my lines. I was like my my for me my nervous tick is that my hands shake. And so like some of the first like big auditions that I did, I would have to carry like super heavy folders into the room with me and then have my papers on top so that my hands wouldn't shake as I was like reciting or you know doing the audition. Um and so like obviously you can't see that on camera but my hands are like um, so yeah, so those are the ones that like I look back onto and I'm like, oh my god, I feel so embarrassed, so embarrassed. But you know, I I hear what you're saying because um, also for me, like my first, because obviously the theater it's very different. Theater auditions and film and TV auditions, it's like two different planets. And I remember going into my first, like I think it was for a commercial, and I had never done it before. And we went in, I think there was like five of us, and I was like number four. And I remember being like, thank God I'm number four so I can see what to do. Like how you introduce yourself, show them your profile, show them your hands. Like I didn't know any of that stuff. Like I come in, I give the pianist my music, and I say, hey, and I sing, you know? <laughs> I don't know about showing you my profiles and things like that. So that for me was like, woo! Yeah, I think like one of the first and only commercial auditions I ever did. It was like for like a pooper scooper or something. And <laughs> and like, they were like, okay, like I need you to like scoop and then like smile and then like do a little dance afterwards. And I was like, what? Like just in this, no preparation, like in the moment, like go. And I was like, ah! like I was like improv people are amazing because that is not my ministry. <laughs> But I was like, you want me to poop? Like, you want to, me to scoop and then smile that I've, like, scooped this thing and then, like, do a little jig? Oh, man. Horrid. I was horrible. I would love to watch that tape back now, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's two completely different. It's, it's, it's so wild how different they are. So, so wild. Um, what is your 
um, your preparation for an audition? What is that process like for you? Man, I think over this year, it has even changed so much. Like I kind of decided once the we were in quarantine, I was like, let me try and go back to the basics. Like a lot of places were starting to do classes online. Um, and because of my work schedule before, I just didn't have time to even really take as many classes as I wanted to. So I started taking TV film classes and then I went back and did like a nine week, like back to the back to the grounding of like the basis of acting. And, and I learned so much. Um, and so I feel like now my preparation has changed because of that. But before it was, I mean, it's still gonna be the same thing. Like, you know, for a musical theater audition, it would be me linking up with one of my accompanists and like really going through the music and making sure that I know it down pat. And then um, just doing as much research on the character as possible and the show. So if it's a show that, you know, has is a revival, just like kind of going back and seeing either what past productions have done um, and what kind of spin that I want to do on the material. And if it's a new show, like just, I, my favorite part is just like digging. I'm like, what can I find that the director, like has the director done like a Q and A on this performance, on this show? Like, let me see what their perspective is about it. How can I kind of include that into my preparation? What does the, you know, has the choreographer talked about it? Like, what kind of movement is the show based off of? You know, like, kind of digging into those details. Um, I did a lot of that for company. And luckily, there was, like, a lot of footage of the actors talking about their experience in London and Marianne talking about her experience. So um, it made it a little easier to kind of figure out what the vibe was. Um, so, yeah, so those are the things that I, like, to add and then you know like the basics of like um in school they would call it erot so like environment relationship those are the kind of the two things that i focus on there's a, like obviously there's like a object objective tactics all of that type of stuff but i try and leave like a couple of areas open so that if there's a chance for like the associate director or the directors in the room to kind of like give notes or i can ask questions then there's like kind of an opportunity so i'm not like locked into like one type of style of performance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, you brought up company, and I wanted to ask, because um, I know you're about to go back into company on Broadway, and, um, you know, you've said that um, you had uh, conversations with the actors available for you to see, um, because the show is, it's, it's so different from the original production, and um, and it's also just come off the West End. So um, can you talk to me about that audition process for you? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting for me, like with every Broadway show that I've done, which is such a crazy phrase to say that comes out of my mouth every time I say it, uh, it happens for me in threes and it's like so fast. Like Aladdin, it was three auditions and they were like, you're going to be in the show and you're going starting rehearsals in two weeks. Like Wicked was like three auditions. You're starting the show in a week and a half. Like it was just like, and same thing with um, Company. It was like three auditions, like the day after Christmas, you booked it. You're going to be in rehearsals and like starting in three weeks. And I was like, what is my life right now? 
Um, but yeah, community was interesting um, because there was a lot of content online about it, not necessarily like the show being online, but um, but Marianne talking about it and, you know, Patti Lapone talking about it and um, <clears throat> different actors in the show being interviewed. I was able to kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of um, kind of the energy that they were coming off with and the fact that it is a modern take of the show, that it's not going back into the 70s. We're going to be in this kind of 2020-ish world. Um, so that was really helpful. And I also was like one of the last people to audition. So I kind of had the um, opportunity to know who was cast in the parts already that I would be covering, that I would be auditioning to cover. Um, so that was really helpful too. Um, uh, not necessarily talking to any of those people, but not, but knowing like the vibe, like the energy those people give off. Um, and so that was kind of helpful in terms of like, okay, how can I, um, bring myself to this material, but also kind of have the same vibe, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it was... It was a nerve-wracking process. I like had a lot of material in a short amount of time, and um, casting was so um, great that they were like, "We know that we've delivered this to you in a short amount of time. Like, just do your best. Just do your best with it. Like, it's okay if you have your paper in your hand. Like, it's fine. Like, we know that what the situation is. So that made me feel a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, better. Um, and usually I try, I really like, um, dressing up, which is sounds so not in character necessarily, but like what, like, like the vibe of the character that I want to bring in. So, uh, so yeah, so I like kind of like really planned my outfits and like that kind of grounds me in going into the room. Like I feel good. I look good we're gonna have fun. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So I met the AD and the associate music director. Um, and then they filmed the, all of the auditions for the creative team because they're in, they were in London. Um, and yeah, it was, it was three auditions. The first one I came in with material for Sarah and Jenny. And I did, uh, like the bless the spirit, like that, and something else. I feel like I did another song. Um, yeah, and we just worked on the material a lot, and then that was that. And they were like, "Okay, you're gonna do a movement call," and I did the movement call, which was really fun. Um, it was side by side, and I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> what is this gonna be?" Um, and that was really fun. And, um, and that was with Ricky, who is the associate choreographer. And then after that, I had my final audition, number three. And it was, um, they were filmed, all this was filmed again. And it was with the AD and um, our music director, Joel. And yeah, we just like worked on the material again. And the kind of the great part of them filming it is that like we could do it over and over and over like it was clear like this was for <clears throat> so they can get like a good take you know so that was really nice there was like a sense of freedom of like you know if we don't get it the first time we're just gonna do it again like we'll just try a different 
tactic or whatever. So like that was really nice as well. And honestly, I left that audition being like, I don't know. Like, I was like, I think I did okay. But I didn't leave feeling like, wow, I did amazing. Um, I just left being like, that was a very nice experience. And I think I did all right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so like when I got the call, I was like, a, li a little shocked, actually, a little shocked. I really, I, I, I really did not expect me to get it. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was a good experience. Well, I'm thrilled you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, because I know you did Aladdin as well. And when you went into Aladdin, were you, were you part of the cast from the very beginning? Or did you go into the show what, um, after it had already opened? I went into the show after it already opened um i went in with three other uh, two other people um who are both amazing and we were kind of the first like replacements i guess there had been a couple other people that had come in as swings but yeah we were like the first like <clears throat> like new cast members to be put in the show proper which was crazy um it was really fun and I was I was really thankful for one having like two buddies with me because it's a scary process um, but additionally having a cast that was so welcoming and so like happy for us to be there and um, just I mean we were all so young and the fact that they weren't like they, they were just so welcoming and like, okay, yeah, like, let, like, we're going to bring you into this group and we're going to, you know, yeah, it was, it was really great. And I, I, I'm so thankful to them for that. Yeah. I, I love that. I love stories like that. Um, cause I feel like that sets the tone. Um, so I just wanted to ask because, you know, this industry, one of the things that is like the most definite thing in this industry is rejection. <laughs> Uh, how do you how do you deal with the rejection aspect of of this industry? Ooh, it's hard. Um, and I think for me, I have like a really great group of people around me. And so that's very helpful in those times where I'm like, wow, I really, really wanted this thing. Like it just happened to me recently. There was um a thing that I, an audition that I really, really wanted to get, and I didn't get it. And I was just like, oh my god, like, I'm chasing after this thing that doesn't want me, like, this is, like, I work so hard on this, and, you know, and it's, you know, having those people around me being like, you know what, it wasn't meant for you, and that's okay. You're gonna find something else that's gonna be a, a, a more right fit, or, like, you know, the things that pass you, is probably a blessing so just having those reminders and those people around you kind of keep you grounded and to be like no you're doing great like this is just one step closer to you know the goal that you're really trying to reach so that helps but yeah there's been many times where i mean many many times i was like i really wanted that okay we're just gonna have to it burns it stings and it's okay i mean i remember like even college auditions, like there was one school I really wanted to get into and I like 
didn't get in. I was heartbroken, just heartbroken over it. And it really took me a long time to get over it um, because it was my dream. And everybody was like, you're going to get in, you're going to get in. And that kind of narrative doesn't help either when people are like, Pearl is fine. Like, you're going to get in, da 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 da. Because then, you know, you're building up your hope. So, yeah, I would say having a good group of people and, you know, I talk to my therapist about it all the time, you know, <laughs> and she helps too. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's like, I love how you said um, the things that pass you by, it's probably a blessing that they do. Um, so many times for me, it's like, oh, God, I wish I'd gotten that. Why didn't I get that? And then it's like, oh, what could I have done better? And and you just like you start to like nitpick on on what's wrong with you. And ninety percent of the time, okay, maybe ninety eight percent of the time, it has nothing to do with with me as a performer, with my skill set. It's just they have a different vision for the show. And then when I do see who's cast, it's like, oh yeah, of course, I would never have been able to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just like reminding ourselves of those things it's like oh they just need, they wanted a different um energy they wanted like what I delivered was great but it just wasn't fitting with the the whole vision that they had and that's fine that's fine it's out of our control exactly um I wanted to ask has your opinions on auditions changed from that very first audition to the very latest one you just did I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, um, I think the only thing that maybe has changed is I have a, a much better perception of the work that I want to do and the work that I want to be a part of. Whereas before I was just like, I'm chasing everything and anything. Like if you give me an opportunity, I'm going to say yes, because I, I don't have, um, I feel like even when we graduate college, like this is something that I talk to, you know, graduating students about, we feel like we have no agency. Like they've developed this mindset that we have no agency. Like we need to take anything because that's what we deserve as people coming into this industry, which is not the case. And I don't, it, and it's like, it like burns me up inside that we're still like portraying this narrative. Um, because you do have agency to say, you know what, actually that opportunity is not going to work for me because I have student loans to pay. That opportunity is not going to work for me because, you know what, at this time I need to stay closer to home because I have to take care of a parent. I Like, it's okay to make those decisions. The industry is always going to be there and there's going to be different opportunities that arise that's going to work for you and what your life is at any time and moment. Um and so, yeah, so I think that is what has changed um, and what I, I'm trying to, like, get out to the younger people. Like, you have agency to say no if it's not going to work for you or if you feel uncomfortable or if you've left the audition room and you're like, you know what, I, my gut feels weird about this experience. That's okay. Like, follow that. Yeah, absolutely. You're so entitled to that feeling. Um, it's, you know, when you, while you were talking, I just, it suddenly made me think, um, I think when we when we're f like fresh in the industry and like you say where you just chase everything and like you just you're auditioning for everything um because that's what you think you should be doing and the the more 
we work and the more we observe things around us, um, we, I think we become more sure of who we are as artists. And so, you know, I, I know now what I bring to the table. When I left college 10 years ago, I thought I knew who I was as an artist, but I, I didn't. I have obviously grown and my brand, and I say in inverted commas, has grown and brands are supposed to grow and change and evolve. Um, and, and, um, and now I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. And so I, I won't subject myself to, to a situation or an audition where I know it, that material and that I'm not going to work well with that material. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to, you know, um, I mean, it's taken me 45 million years and, you know, 250 million rejections to get there. But at the end of the day, I'm there and it's, and there's such a sense of peace because I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think that's also like another thing. I remember, oh my gosh, I was doing like, it was like one of my first like productions that I had done, like summer stock. It was Ain't Miss Um, And I remember I was talking to a castmate of mine. I was like, I just, I just want it all now. Like, I just, I just need it now. And she was like, you don't like you're so young Take your time learn what you like and you what you don't like figure out like yourself and she was so right <laughs> she was so right you know it's so much I mean I'm not saying it's so much better now but like the the confidence that I have in my decisions that I make it's I I don't you know second guess I'm like no I've made the right decision for me um and it's okay to be like, you know what, that project is not going to fit the priorities that I, and the goals and the things that I've set myself. That's okay. Or, you know, exactly what we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the, the best audition advice that you have received or that you've heard and taken on? The best I have ever received is that a hundred no's are a hundred connections. Oh, hold on. I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. That's very good. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred no's are a hundred connections. That is the best advice I have ever received because it gives me that mindset that every room I go into, every tape that I send in, it's got to be good, consistent it has to be a good tape because just because you didn't get that or you didn't get pinned for this project or you didn't, you know, get a callback for that, it doesn't mean that they didn't look at that tape and be like, wow, actually she's doing really good work here and this is like the third tape that I've seen of her. I just need to find something that fits the vibe that she's giving off. Um, and so, yeah, that that's what I would say. I love that. And, you know, it's it just made me think that um, even if it is a no, there's still there's still a lesson to be taken from that. And I'm, I'm all like, what's the lesson? What can I learn from this experience? Um, I had a friend who was like, oh, I treat auditions like like a lottery ticket. And she said, so you 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 buy the ticket. That's you going to the audition. If you get the job. Okay, you win the lottery. Great. If you don't, and you only win like $2, 
that might just be because you met someone and you networked in the waiting room, you know? So that's still something to take from it. So, um, so I love that. I'm all like, what can I learn from this experience? And what can I learn from the people in the room? I think for a long time, auditions was like super stressful. And I'm like, blinkers on. I don't want to focus on anyone around me. And I go in there and I'm super spiraled and everything is panic. And then just something in your brain goes, hold on, just take a breath and look around you. So like a dance audition, it's, it's, a, it's a free dance class. What can I learn from the people I'm dancing with? What can I learn from the people in the room? So I think everything is just the lessons, the lessons, the lessons. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Where is the opportunity in this situation? Whether I get it. Absolutely. Um, I, you, you mentioned tapes, and I wanted to ask, you know, because self-tapes is like all rage now. It's like all we do. My, my ring light and I, I don't know who's, I don't know. You know, my ring light sees me more than anyone. It's it's a it's a it's the weirdest relationship I have is me and this ring light. Um, what is your what's your uh, self tape strategy? Are you like a one take wonder, or are you like a, let me do ten takes and pick the best one? Um, I'm definitely not a one take wonder. I think there's maybe one audition I've ever done where I was like, wow, that was good. Moving on, like. And it was like maybe like one line, like I was only saying one line, so I was like, that was fine. Um, but no, I, it depends like on what it is, because there's some material that you're getting, you're like, I can be rather inventive with this because I can use like my whole apartment, my whole home is a prop essentially. So it's like, what can I use um, in my house to like make this fun for myself and the viewer? Um, so yeah, so I kind of look at it from that angle, um, and then just having a really good reader and someone who's like, can be objective with you. I'm so lucky that one of my roommates is an actor who's a brilliant actress. Um, and she helped, like, we just like, we help each other all the time. Um. And so that's like really amazing that I have someone in my physical space that can help me with that. Um, or on Zoom, we've done it virtually too. Um, so yeah. Oh, so many times. I mean, it's it's tricky, but <laughs> but um, well, we get it done. We get it done. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. I'm like, I try to make it as fun for myself as possible um yeah like one audition like i like was like ooh, what if i like made my bed as i was like doing this audition so i had to like set up the camera angle as i was like yeah and it was like a song that i was singing so i was like let me try and so it's it kind of gets fun like how you can experiment with different camera angles and like what kind of what's the point of view of like what do you want the point of view of the the person to have that's watching it and what's your point of view of the situation and the environment and um the character and the relationship that you have so yeah I try to make it as I don't know fantastical <laughs> and realistic as realistic as possible uh yeah I love that um I have I have to do one next week and I'm thinking like oh you know what I'm about to shake it up so it's cool thank you <laughs> yeah yeah you know, 
Maybe I'll lose my couch. Maybe I'll lose like my, you know, my swivel chair. You know, it kind of depends on what, you know, circumstances call for. Right, uh, Catherine. I just, I just, I think you're so fantastic, and I cannot thank you enough for for taking the time to talk to me. But before I let you go, I always ask the guests three questions. I'm always like, okay, we're done with like the serious work questions. I just got three fun questions. Just, you know, answer whatever top of your head. <laughs> okay, the first one is, if you could do any other profession, except the one you're doing, what, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I'd probably be um, a stylist, like a fashion stylist. Like I'd work for like a, like a famous stylist. Uh, um, or I, like I always think about like going back to school to get a degree in gender studies. So I don't necessarily know like what job that I would do with that. Maybe like social work or something. But yeah, going back and like studying gender and sexuality and stuff so yeah <laughs> very random no we, we we take it we accept those thank you <laughs> um okay the second one in your opinion who was so perfectly cast in a role and this could be tv film the theater so perfectly cast in a role that if they redid it 700 times it would never be as good as that person this is so hard um i'm like trying to think of like what i've recently seen it's so funny the first thing that came up to my mind was ali ewalt in um fan of the opera playing christine like she was so good fire um I was like, that's the first thing that came to my brain. Um, oh, man. We take it. We take it. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that one. There's like a lot of, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, final question. If you could play any role, male or female, what would it be? This is going to sound so out of left field, um, but I've always, <laughs> but I've always wanted to play Henry V or Hamlet. I love it. I, you know, you're not, you're not the first one to say that. So not left field at all. Not left field at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cast me in a Shakespeare play immediately. I'm ready. Even Romeo. I'd love to play Romeo. Marcuccio. I love that. I, so I had a friend and she also, her first answer was Hamlet. And then just yesterday I had a conversation and, um, and the guest said either um, one of the Henrys or Richard. And I was like, I, you know, and I am terrified of Shakespeare. Like I'm terrified of it. But I, I, but I really want to play Beatrice in Much Ado, but I am so petrified of Shakespeare. You would be so great. It, you know, it's something that also terrifies me because people can get a little, like, a lot of ownership over the material. And so, 
So, like, I think we can break, what, that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But, so, like, I do, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what if I don't say the scansion right? Or, like, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, there's so much, um, I don't know, discovery to be had in the text. And, like, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. And that's a kind of freedom that I, I, I like. <laughs> yeah. So, the guest I spoke to last night, she was saying the one, the, what she loves about it is that, it's so rooted in like humanness and I never thought of it like that. And when, when you think about it, it's like, actually, you know what? Yeah. If you just forget, you know, stop focusing on like the rhythms and stuff and just say the words, then yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's also such a musical quality to it. And I think that's also why I gravitate toward it so much because like when you say the words, it like feels good. It almost feels like you're singing <laughs> in a way. Um, so, so that's why I like it so much. Perfect. Catherine, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time for, for, and for just, just being so great. Please, will you tell all the listeners how they can keep up to date with everything that you're doing? Give us all the plugs. Sure. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-D, Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. You'll find out all the things on there. You could also go to my website if you would like. It's www.catherine-allison.com. You can go to my YouTube channel and you can also find my album, Something Real, on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music, and anywhere music is streamed, darling. We love it. We love it. I, I will, I'm going to go and play that album right now. And um, good luck with uh, with company. You're, I know you're going to go back to rehearsal, so good luck with, with all of that. I am making my way to NYC, and I will, I'm going to come and cheer you on. <laughs> Yes, please. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Taryn. This was so lovely. Thank you. I Hope I Get It, the podcast, is produced by Citizen Femme Productions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hope I Get It Pod.